Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Narcissistic. I am your host, Dr. Yaya Marie, and I'm so happy that you decided to tune in today. We have a different format this evening, and it's more like a presentation, and I will be doing more of these, especially on my lives, because I feel like, you know, you get a, a visual, maybe you want to take a screenshot and do your own research. I always tell people, to do your own research. Don't just take anyone's word for it. You open the Bible, you read for yourself, you read you know, different avenues or you test the spirits to see who is really, because there's a lot of false teachers, there's a lot of false things that I hear on the internet and it's just so disappointing. But I always tell people, please do your own research, do your own research. So I provided a format where you can possibly take a screenshot. You could, you know, research these terms, these words, this type of language. A lot of people are familiar with spiritual warfare. Some people are not. A lot of people are familiar with narcissism. Some people are not. And how do you connect the two? You do your research and you, you know, you live through also and you learn through your experience as well as research. Okay. Now, with that being said, tonight we have Absalom, Absalom, Absalom. I mean, we don't really hear Absalom talked about enough. We hear about um, Jezebel, Leviathan, but there are so many other spirits, principalities, all different types of rankings, a whole system that people should be aware of because we need to know what to pray for and what to pray against. What are we really fighting? Of course, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting principalities, um, wickedness in high places, things that are unseen to the naked or the untrained eye. So I wanted to provide a format where you are able to easily do your own research. Now, with that being said, we have Absalom. And let's see, I am going to go to the next slide. Who is Absalom? Now, let me just move my face out of the way. Okay, okay. All right. Now, Absalom was the third son of King David. The third son, the third son. Um, of course, we know King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. Okay. He had a son. The third one was Absalom. Absalom was known for his good looks. This was a good looking man. He was known for his, his, his charisma, his, um, just his, his, uh, aura. Um, also side note, <laughs> if you saw the interview that I've done, um, recently on touching the afterlife, I mean, Julie was amazing. And thank you so much to Narcology. And I describe one of my experiences as, um, you know, it's more than a presence. And I just call it, a, a, it's not a vibe. Of course, it's not a vibe because that's like, the only way I could describe something was the term aura, like your, your presence, your consonants, your, how someone's space feels. Now, I just want to get, you know, just a sidebar. This was not any type of um, ode to some type of Hindu religion. Now, you have to remember that 
you do not have to be so legalistic with the language. Just because someone uses the term aura or maybe charisma or maybe um, a lot of words that the demonic has attached themselves to. Now, does that mean you as a believer, you're not supposed to ever use those words? That doesn't make any sense. That's just like saying, oh, we don't like the rainbow anymore because a certain group has taken it and make it their own. No, it's it, it's not, that doesn't make sense. So just because a certain group, you know, maybe hijacked or, you know, uses that type of language or wordage, that does not mean the person who's also using the language, words have different meanings. You can use one word and it means something totally different to one group or the next group, it means something totally different. So uh, with that being said, because someone in the comments made a comment under my video saying, oh, she used the word aura. And, you know, that's in Hinduism and the occult. And basically, you know, was trying to come at me or, you know, disrespect my experience that I had. And, you know, it's just people like that you really have to be patient with because they're so legalistic. They're so caught up on verbiage. They are so um, in their own world that they don't see real spiritual warfare. This goes beyond words. This goes beyond me using the term charisma aura, or you know, some type of presence. It goes beyond that. And anyone that knows me knows that I've been teaching on the dangers of witchcraft the dangers of the occult, bringing people out of the occult for as long as, you know, this channel has been on. So just with that being said, be careful out there because just as many people that are good out here in this world, there is so many more people that have a different agenda that want to portray their agenda onto yours. And, you know, they will put out things and make it seem as if you have a problem. You are wrong. Mind you, what field am I in? We know I, I come from a teaching background, but what I'm end up still teaching, right? Think about how the narcissist, when I'm teaching on narcissism, a narcissist will take something, put it out there, gaslight you to get a reaction. Okay. So I just wanted to let that be a teaching moment because so many of the people that I talk to when it comes to narcissism, they're dealing with the smear campaign. They're dealing with triangulation. They're dealing with people going and twisting their words and they don't know what to do. Now, I would say this, you deal with people accordingly. Some things don't need a reaction. Some things do. Okay. Now, Absalom was stunning in looks. He had a good, great charisma, great presence about him, a great, um, just he, he as a, a human being, as a man, a young man, he grew up with statue. Okay. So he was, of course, the son, of, the third son of King David. Now, here's where it gets kind of sticky. <laughs> now, one of the most notable, and I say one of them because there's also a, another event that will probably be saved for, for a part two on this. One of the most famous events that Absalom um, is known for was his rebellion against the king, David, his 
father. All right. So just reading from the slide or if you want to take a picture of the slide or, of course, you go and, and you know, do, do your own due diligence and research. Now. Absalom started a rebellion against his father. But how did he do that? How? How did he do that? He was so charismatic. He was so good at what he was doing. I mean, he manipulated without no one noticing. And I think he slipped under the radar because, hey, this is the king's son. This is someone who's notable. This is someone we could trust. He's close to the scene, to, to the king. I mean, my goodness, this is his son. Now, in 2 Samuel um, 15, it reads how Absalom would be at, at, at the courts on the outskirts of the courts of the, or, or anywhere, um, I don't want to say castle. He would be on the outskirts or just meeting people and greeting them as they went back and forth to the kingdom. Um, he would give them hugs. You know, he would say, oh, how's it going? And, you know, just greeting and shaking their hands and what you see now that presidents do. Okay. Now, Absalom would talk to the people also and say, hey, you know, how are things going? What do you think about the kingdom? What can, what's going on in your life? Just trying to be a, a people person, right? So he would hear the complaints of the environment of the community. He would hear them complaining. He would hear the requests that were, that wanted to, you know, different um, things in the kingdom that just weren't sitting well with the people. Maybe someone had a quarrel with someone and they wanted to change, you know, the, the outcome by how the, how the king was treating them at that time. Not to say that King David was bad, but of course, as a king or a leader, you cannot please everyone. Someone's going to have a complaint. Someone's going to have some type of, you know, uh, a problem. Okay. Everything's not going to be perfect. And just to be honest, everyone will not like you. And this is just not even just talking about David as well, but, you know, we will be really naive to think that everyone that we encounter will like us. Okay. So David, um, David's son, Absalom will go and meet and greet the people, hear their complaints. And he would say to the community, you know, oh yeah, I understand what you mean. He would seem really concerned, right? And he would say, well, you know, I understand. I, I get what you're saying, but you know, too bad our king is not doing anything about it. Yeah, if I was king, I would do this. I would do that. So what Absalom was doing was he was taking and manipulating the concerns of good citizens. And he was taking those concerns, manipulating them and saying to these citizens, hey, if I was the ruler, it wouldn't be like this. Mind you, he's doing all of this behind his father's King David behind his back. He's doing all of that behind his back. Talk about disloyalty. Talk about manipulation. And how would you feel 
if you were a citizen at that time. Now, of course, you know, when you're complaining or you're, you're presenting your matter to the king's son, you're probably not knowing he's a manipulator. What you're just doing is you're going to him for help. So as the king's son, Absalom, he took advantage of the citizens just to make himself seem higher and just to get higher. He wanted to take over King, King David's throne. He wanted to dethrone his own father. And how did he do it? By manipulating the citizens that were under King David. I hope everyone is understanding that. Okay. Now, we already mentioned how um, Absalom was really known for his rebellion against his father. Now, when we're talking about the narcissist, here's where it becomes in our own life. Think about how narcissists are, are not just in a, in a relationship setting, right? So let's say you're at work and, you know, Let's say you're, I come from a teaching background. Let's say you're the principal or you're the manager of a, of a store or a, a restaurant. You're a manager. And you notice some of your employees telling, you know, talking amongst each other. And then there, there's one employee who wants to take charge, not in a good, healthy way, who wants to actually cause a division between your skills as a manager and theirs. So what do they do? They start going to the other workers and saying, yeah, I don't know what's going on. This manager doesn't know what, what they're doing. I would do it so much better. Then before you know it, they're writing letters to corporate about how you're, you know, managing them, probably making stuff up, making things as though you are not handling your role as a manager basically the king or queen in your community. Why would they do that? Because they want that power. They want that attention. They want all of the recognition to be on them. They don't want you to have your seat. They don't want you to have your, your position, your leadership position, your management position. They don't want that. They want all of the glory for themselves, just like Absalom. They want all of the rights, the keys of, to the kingdom. They wanted to dethrone you, just like Absalom wanted to dethrone his father. See, I feel like Absalom is not really talked about because it's not one of those types of spirits that are, oh, look at this big sea monster like Leviathan, right? This is coming from like, this is a person. And when we do say, you know, the spirit of dot, 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 the spirit of dot, 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 as in spirit of Absalom, spirit of Jezebel, spirit of uh, Leviathan, we're not necessarily talking about the actual person. We're talking about the characteristics of the person that is the spirit. Okay. So it's not like we're saying, you know, cause I, I know I'm, People can be, you know, it could be confusing when you're dealing with um, stating the spirit of Absalom. So I just wanted to make that clear. So we're talking about his traits. What are the traits of Absalom? Manipulation. 
think about how Absalom used his charisma, his 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 statue to gather followers, to win people over his father, King David. He went in, infiltrated the people, made friends with the people, shook hands, hugged them, pat them on the back, said, hey, you know, what's going on in your life? How, how could it be better? But what they didn't know was that while they were trusting Absalom to be, you know, a, the king's son and just to listen, and, you know, just be a listening ear, Absalom was taking that information, manipulating it, and telling the people that he, or trying to persuade the people that he would be a better king than his own father. Talk about dishonoring your parents. What is the, the, the punishment for dishonoring your parents? Premature death. You bring a curse on your own life by dishonoring your parents. Research how Absalom, Absalom died. That's your homework. Research how he died and tell me, do you not think that is connected by him dishonoring his parent, his dad, King David? That's your, you got to type that in the chat, type it in the chat or on the replay, make sure you make a comment. Now, let's see. There was also a lack of empathy, a lack of empathy, meaning the ability to, it's more than care. Empathy is like, a, it's a deep set of, uh, caring to like the 10th power, like you're actually feeling what another person is going through. He lacked that. He lacked empathy, just like a, a lot of narcissists. They don't, they don't have any empathy. They don't have, they don't care about, you know, or genuinely care about what you're going through or the pain that they have caused. So when you're dealing with Absalom, these people who manipulate, they infiltrate, think about the smear campaign. Somebody, you know, a narcissist may smear your name to their family and your own family. I mean, I have heard, you know, a narcissist smearing someone's name to their own grandmother, trying to win that grandmother to their side. I mean, this goes on in so many people's lives and this, it needs to be a light shed on these different types of spirits. There's more than just, you know, what we hear all the time, Jezebel and things we touch on like that. There's more to it. So with this lack of empathy, Absalom's rebellion showed a lack of empathy for his father. That's a good one. Did he even consider what his father would, be go would go through? Did he consider that? Now, here's another point to all of this. If you research the dynamic between David and Absalom, there has been a rocky foundation because Absalom was um, upset at his father because he did not do enough in Absalom's eyes when his sister got assaulted. Okay, but that's that would be a part two. Now, narcissists tend to have difficulty empathizing with others and primarily focus on their own needs and desires. The, the manipulation that Absalom um, had with the, the citizens, they were to serve Absalom. That was Absalom's desire. He didn't care about what anyone thought. He didn't care about what the king thought. He didn't care about how it would look to outsiders. And he did not care about dishonoring his own 
father. It was about him and him alone. So we see this type of, we see this type of manipulation in our own lives. When it comes to narcissism, we do, we see this, we see the spirit all more than we can recognize it. Because we talk about Jezebel, that controlling spirit a lot. We talk about that so much. Then we talk about, you know, other types of spirits a lot. We talk about this a lot. But do we really sit and say, wait a minute, what about the others? I'll just say the others. There's there's others to this, right? Now, a lot of what I was um what I'm reading here from this PowerPoint, and I'm also reading from my book, When Satan Plays Matchmaker. And I do talk about Absalom in here, along with um, Lilith, along with other ones too. Because this time we, we need exposure, okay? We need to expose evil. We need to shun darkness. And for some reason, this is how I know this has got to be some type of setup. Because every single time you turn on the TV, you turn on um the the what is it radio or you go on what is pandora or what are some other streaming things that people have apple music apple podcasts the commercials come on anywhere where you can see commercials because let's not pretend that we're so um holier than thou that we don't even use the remote control to turn on the tv every everywhere you really look there's some type of witchcraft. There's some type of demonic influence trying to get you to be subdued so that you can accept what is being portrayed subtly. And it's time for us to shed a light on what's going on behind the scenes. And I truly believe that, you know, you keep praying, you keep fasting. And the Most High will reveal to you what is going on behind the scenes. And I guarantee you, I know for a fact that you will be blessed, okay? Now, with that being said, um, I'm just looking through my other notes. Well, you could also read about Samuel, um, Absalom in the book of Samuel, in Samuel. And I have that on here somewhere. Let me go back. There we go. So if you read 2 Samuel, you read, just read both of them, honestly. Or if you have Audible, make sure you know you download the Bible app. And also you can just, you know, while you're cooking or cleaning, you can listen to the Bible, right? Um, as you're falling asleep, you can listen to the Bible. Also, my book is available on Audible. It's on Audible too. And it's titled When Satan Plays Matchmaker, Exploring the Spiritual Side of Narcissism. Now today I do have another teaching like this that I'm going to go live with and it will be um, Cain and Abel, The Origins of Narcissism. And I'm guaranteeing you, you will not want to miss this. I'm telling you. Now, I want to say thank you so much for tuning into this quick little study. You know, I wanted to test out this new system. So I wanted to bring you something today where I could, you know, test things out and make sure everything's working with this presentation. And I'm so happy that you're tuning in and you watched it. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful week. If you're listening on the replay, don't forget to like and subscribe. Make sure you like and subscribe, guys. All right. Love you. Bye.